1: Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Wysun. The unique blend of hunting, conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle delivered in an entertaining, informative fashion that only a veteran outdoorsman can do. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC, Conservation, Education, and Hunter Advocacy. Hornady, Accurate, Deadly, Dependable. Trigicon, Brilliant Aiming Solutions, Taurus, Makers of the Raging Hunter Handgun, Burnham Brothers Game Calls, Double Nickel Taxidermy. Now here's your host, Larry Weiss. Well,
2: good morning and welcome to another DSC's Campfire's. And this morning or afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, I have got a very special guest, Mr. Jim Bequette. Jim and I go back, oh, several years back to, <laughs> he's laughing at me too because it's been a long time. And, and when I first started really getting into writing, Jim was the editor of Shooting Times and, and I've been able to spend so many great days and and times with him over the years, not only just shooting, but hunting and, and even sitting around a campfire a few times. So Jim, welcome back. We had John not too long ago and we i was on a on a mule deer hunt in texas and you were on a whitetail hunt and you know that time we talked about you telling some stories about some of your hunts now i know that you've had some absolutely fantastic hunts and then you probably had some that you questioned right <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, uh, you know, you never want to forget about all the good times when you're out hunting and, uh, you know, whether you you take a game animal or not, it's about the experience and the people you're hunting with. And um, I've always felt that way. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I've ever left a hunt. Where I was disappointed if I didn't get a game animal. Uh, now, on the other hand, <laughs> when when you anticipate, you know, for a year, year and a half to go on a particular hunt, and you arrive and everything goes south, you know, it's it's disheartening and and can be very upsetting. I I kind of label. I've kind of put these in under the label of hunts from
2: hell <laughs> <laughs> probably very appropriately so I, I can relate one or two of those too, and down the way too and i will do so <laughs> i can only
3: imagine um you know you've you've been hunting i i well i know you've been on a hell of a lot more hunts than i have but i uh gosh every every one is special whether it's you know just going out and shooting prairie dogs or Gosh, going, you know, hunting for, for grizzly or over in Africa. I mean, it, it's just, you know, it's experiences I'll never forget. I'll take them to my grave for sure. But uh, Amen. I sure appreciate it. I, I think this 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 should be a little bit of fun re- uh, recollecting, uh, you know, some of the highs and lows. No doubt. <laughs> or hunting experiences. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, I really... Larry, I mean, I'll, I'll let you direct the uh, conversation here, but I, I I'm not sure where you want to go first, and um, uh, I don't want to bog get bogged down on in a, on a particular hunt. But um, well, I'll we, we, a few notes down.
2: We, we can go wherever you want to. When before we kind of turned on the microphone, you were talking about a mule deer hunt in Canada. Uh
3: yeah, this was. Well, it's been a, it's been a few years now. It's probably been um, maybe six, seven years ago, and I actually wrote an article about it. And I, of course, I didn't name names for obvious reasons. <laughs> but uh, I was with a very good friend in the industry, and. Uh, we were both we booked this hunt like 18 months out and we were really looking forward to it it was you know a trophy mule deer hunt oh my and, goodness uh, uh i mean our expectations and i've never really taken I've, I've taken a few i'll call average size mule deer but this was one of those once in a lifetime opportunities we thought, <laughs> and and as it turned out um things went south fairly quickly and i'm I'm actually scrolling on my laptop uh (laughs) the article i wrote because there's so many little details about you know uh, just to start out you know we flew in and the outsider met us he was very prompt and you know courteous to a fault you know he helped you know us load our gear and man we couldn't you know we couldn't get out the camp fast enough and um Uh, you know, at dinner that night, we're talking about monster mule deer and, you know, all this stuff. And, and man, uh, we, we were, we were pumped. We were, we were ready to go. But then, uh, as the, as the old saying goes, all hell broke. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> um, and I'll be I'll be polite here. <laughs> this could be this could be a mature audience only, but uh, I'm sure there's some kids out there listening. Yes, yeah, uh, <laughs> So I'll make this PG thirteen. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I again. I I it, it's I I could talk a half hour about this, huh? But it's. I mean, it started out, and I, and I and I mean, literally, the first day we're out there, and he sees this, uh, the guide sees this deer on the horizon, and we're kind of like, "What do you think?" You know, uh, and and this, <laughs> this guide literally hits my friend. I mean, he whacks him with his hand and starts yelling him, yelling at him, and, and he's saying, "Shoot that." Epping deer, yes, <laughs> and no matter that the deer was on the horizon, or you know, there could be a safety issue. Right, at play. right, and, and you know, and I, I was so startled, you know, as was my friend. That was, <laughs> it's like we we were just kind of stunned, you know, by you know, I've never had a guide hit, <laughs> you know, literally strike someone like Good, that. Great. and I. It, it was crazy, but but anyhow. So from there, you know, we're kind of well. Hopefully, things will get better. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, uh, but th- there's a few elements. You know, it's like the again the old saying. I can't believe what I just saw. Um, you know, this guy. Guy, literally, he wouldn't let us get out of the truck. You know, we wanted to walk, you know, and right. glass and see what we could find. This guy was like, no, 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 no. We stay in the truck. I mean, we literally put on the first few days of the hunt. We literally put about 160 miles a day on the, in the truck. <laughs> I mean, just... Literally driving up and down roads and across the countryside, and uh, the guy never got out from behind the steering wheel. You know, he was just every once in a while he'd stop and bring up his binoculars, and eh, you know, nothing. You know, there's not a whole lot here. And um, uh, at one point, I, I had to laugh. You know, we're driving and driving, not, not really seeing much of anything, and. Uh, So we, we we see a ranger, you know, a few hundred yards away while yeah, we're right. driving. So the guy pulls up in his pickup, you know, and it's the power button window, you know. <laughs> and, and he goes, yes, the ranger, he goes, hey, where'd all the deer go?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Uh-oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and uh, it's like... Uh, it, it was just, you know, again, it was just one thing after another, and and um, but anyhow, so we, you know, continue on driving, and we bump into another rancher, and uh, the guide said, "Hey, this is a guy a guy I've known for years, and he's a really good guy, and he knows all about you know where the deer are moving and this and that, but." So we drove up, started talking to the guy, and there there was one uh I, I would consider it serious problem. This was about ten o'clock in the morning, and the guy obviously had been drinking.
1: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And so that that conversation went absolutely nowhere. And so uh you know, again. So that was day one. You know,
2: great start.
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, great start. And you know, so we're we're there. Uh, and and so we go into day two, and of course now my friend and I are having some serious reservations, right? And uh, uh, we're starting to think. I mean, we literally. We're thinking about, hey, let's just pack it up and head back to the
2: airport. <laughs> Cut our losses while we can, right? <laughs> so so
3: here we are, second day, driving out through the countryside. And and uh, uh, all of a sudden, the guy stops, and, and he kind of is looking around, you know, in different directions and puts up his binoculars. And he goes, he turns to me. I'm sitting in the front seat, and he goes, I have no idea where we
2: are. <laughs> oh my gracious. <laughs> <laughs> and and then of course
3: I immediately look at the fuel the fuel
2: gauge and oh my it gets <laughs> worse. He's got
3: like a, got like a quarter tank of gas left. <laughs> and I'm going and, I mean we're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean and, you know the temperatures are falling, no cell service. And I'm going Oh boy! This cannot you know, be They're they're gonna find us, you know. After, after the spring thaw, after
2: the spring thaw, <laughs> <laughs> and, and,
3: and we'll be on the you know the front page uh, of of the hometown newspapers. You know, it, it's like <laughs> you gotta be kidding Wandering around aimlessly, not really hunting, but just trying to find a road. <laughs>
2: oh my goodness!
3: And and that was basically, you know, day two. So you know, it, it's you know, so we're you know, you you know how much these hunts cost. And, uh, oh so yes, like oh boy, um yeah. You know, so the third day, the morning we're eating breakfast, and he goes. Hey, we're su- you know, the guide was saying, Hey, we're we're success oriented here. We want you to get a deer. I was like, okay.
2: <laughs> yes, so do we. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so anyhow, uh, you know, from there, Larry, again, I, I don't, I don't want to bore your listeners, but it, it it was like, you know, another hundred miles, you know, on the truck and, and um uh <laughs> there was a point where he literally pulled pulled the truck off the road, and we thought, you know, all of a sudden, and it's like, you know, my friend, yes. you know, said, "Hey, do you see a, a buck?" And and the guy says, uh. No, <laughs> I need to get a cinnamon roll. <laughs> Give me one of those rolls in the back of the truck, and pour me a cup
2: of coffee. <laughs> and pour me a cup of coffee as well.
3: <laughs> I'll tell you. Anyhow, uh, it 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 just went downhill, Larry. Real as you
2: can tell. Oh my uh, gracious!
3: Uh,
2: it just.
3: You know, it just, it was, it was horrible. And now, th- th- there is a, a happy ending, sort of, for this. Sort uh, of? My friend did shoot a, a decent mule deer. Oh, good. Uh, and, uh, but, <laughs> you know, he was supposed to take care of the, the meat and stuff, and that was a disaster. That didn't happen. and oh, You Lordy. know, it, it just... Uh, again, uh, I, I was happy for my friend because he did end up shooting a deer. Literally, we just went off walking on our own. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Thank
1: goodness. So, yeah,
3: it, it just, you, you know, what do you say or do? You know, you're up there, you know, you try to make the most of it. Yes, you and, do. Um, uh, uh Like I told my friend, he felt bad about me not getting anything. I said, hey, I'm just glad to get out alive.
2: Sometimes that's the most important thing on some of these hunts. (laughs) Yeah,
3: and like I told him, I said it could have been worse. You know, we could have both gone home
2: empty-handed. Yes, sir. I was very happy for him. Well, well, thank goodness, uh, y'all. Yeah, that's... With that. I just was "Hey, thank goodness, y'all decided to just kind of take off on your own and hunt."
3: Yeah, yeah well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we saw that you know our our guide wasn't going to help us at all. And, uh, <laughs> hell, we knew as much, if not more, than he did, even though we were totally unfamiliar with the countryside. So we just we just hunted some coolies and stuff, and uh, ended up. Uh, uh, you know, we ended up getting a nice deer. And uh, anyhow, it, it did have a happy ending,
2: sort of. And uh, but boy, I'll tell you, I, I'm leaving out, Larry, probably dozens of other. Uh, oh, I, he, I can only imagine. I've, I've been on a few of those trips in Canada as well, too, where we never got out of a vehicle at, until we okay. saw a deer, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. I'm not sure what the legalities were, but they were wanting us to shoot one out of a vehicle. And I'd go, no, I think there's a law here that says you have to be so many feet away from from from, the, from a from a cut road or something and and uh, you know I'd stumble out there and and thankfully there were deep snow or something, and I could get a rest away from the vehicle but uh i I remember several times I had an Indian reservation that sounds very similar to what you're saying now years ago with a friend of mine uh several friends of mine that I talked them into going to this Indian reservation, and it was one of those as you mentioned, the the hunts from hell all the way through. A couple of guys finally killed a deer, but, you know, they were like yearling bucks at kind of the last moment kind of thing. Yeah. But we did have a good time, and and we commiserate about those hunts now and look back at them a little bit more fondly than we did when they were going on. (laughs) Well, you know,
3: that's that's the good thing about it is it it obviously remains in the old memory bank. And so when I see my buddy – uh you know that's the first thing we talked about you know like oh man you remember that huh? you know? so it, it's you know you have a drink over it and uh, tell, tell more stories and it just you know that's that's the fun part of it i guess in terms of all the memories we have and after i know you and i both have spent you know 40 plus years in this uh industry yes, sir. and uh had the opportunity to hunt you know all five continents and uh Gosh, you know, I well, you've written, I was just going to say, I could write a book on it. You have written books on, on your hunts and stuff. And uh, so uh, I know you, you you have to chuckle about some of this stuff that, uh, you know, you, there's always that no matter how much research you do and what recommendations you go on, there's always that chance that something's going to go haywire. <laughs> and uh, I guess it's, you know, now that being said, you know 95 percent of my hunts were great you know i mean they just they they lived up to the billing and you know again whether i took something or not the the people were great you know the camp was perfect and uh uh so you know when we talk about these hunts from hell you know it's five percent of of all the hunting we've done you know it is uh, I'm, i'm sure you're you're, you're the same way, but I know you've you've hun- hunted many more times than I have. But uh, well, one of the
2: hunts that comes to mind as you were talking is when you and I were in Africa together, down in uh, we were in Namibia, yeah, if I recall. Yeah,
3: ex- exactly. You know that was a wonderful.
2: Oh my gosh!
3: And and. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know if you you remember that, Larry, but that was my first trip to Africa.
2: I do remember that, and I yeah. remember being there yeah. when we were stalking a kudu that a Mister Brequet finally yeah. was able to
3: get yeah. a bullet into.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know,
2: I've got that kudu mounted,
3: and every time I look at that animal, I think about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm honored. You know, you know, people tell me like, "Man, what do you have all these mounts for?" And what, I said, "Hey, every every." mount i have there's a story behind you know there's a there's a person there's a situation in that hunt you know how difficult it was tracking down that coot with you uh, you know and i've got pictures of you and me with the animal and stuff and i look at that mount and uh, honest to god i think about of course i think about africa and i think about the gun i was using but i also think about the people and the situation and how difficult it was and uh yeah that's that's another you know it's another one of those good memories you know that um uh and, and again the fact that it was my first trip over there and you you know i mean i know you've been over there multiple times but the, the first time for anything you know it's always special oh, oh it truly first is hunt to canada or alaska or you know south america wherever you know wherever you're hunting um the first time is always special and uh it's special because of the game species you're, you're hunting, the people you're with, and uh, you know the memories. So, uh, um, I, uh, you know those those memories, like I said, they'll never go away. Good, good, bad, or otherwise, <laughs> they'll never go away. And uh, I, uh, gosh, I, you know, I don't want to. I just want to talk about the hunts from hell.
2: (laughs) No, that's fantastic. We'll come back and talk about some of the other ones later this fall when we get together.
3: I, uh, you know, there's there's been a few hunts where, again, you know, pre planning industry hunts. You know, you're going to major firearms manufacturer or something, or they're introducing a new gun or or, uh, load. Uh, or optic. And so, you you know, you pre-plan, go in and, you know, you, you, you get a. There's one hunt up in the Northwest Territories I went on and literally got off the float plane, uh, you know, get to the dock. And the and the outfitter comes out and he is just flat out drunk and he says, oh I'm, "I'm shutting down camp and getting the hell out of here." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what are you talking about? He goes, "Oh, there's a big storm coming in and I'm gathering up the horses a horseback hunt." He goes, "I'm getting the horses ready in the morning and we're out of here." It's like, well, now hold on a second. You know, this is like a you know ten day hunt. Oh my god, we had planned and there's a group of like. There was a guy from the NRA and another couple of publications and a couple of the firearms manufacturers, and it's like you got to be kidding me, man! we just oh you know, it took forever to get in there, and and so anyhow, you know, stuff like that is just crazy. I, you know, the I remember a, a Wyoming antelope hunt, same deal. You know, he had an outfitter and. And, you know, picked us up at the airport, drove us out to the camp, and it was dark. It was pitch black out in the middle of, the right, somewhere in Wyoming. And we drive up. Of course, the guy's got his headlights on, and he goes, okay, here's our camp. And I'm looking, and it's like, there's nothing there. <laughs> and I
1: said, where, where are
3: we staying? He goes, well, I haven't put up the tents yet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Did he know how?
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we had to help. It. Oh, okay. you know, that, was, that was, you know, again, this is a, you know, expensive, huh? It's like we right. had to put up the cook tent, you know, the the tent where we were sleeping. I, I mean, it was in the pink black, you know, so we had, you know, the headlights on, you know, had one truck out there, one vehicle. Oh, or two my of them. goodness. I mean, just crazy stuff like that. I, 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 another, hunt, Larry? Uh, again, with a manufacturer and, um, went up to close to the North pole. And, um, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the uniclete. Yes, uh, yes, and, absolutely. And, and again, <laughs> it's just, I've told this story and people are just like, you gotta be kidding me. And, and it's like "No," but I, I'll, I'll, I'll be brief again. I, I don't want
2: to. Don't worry about it. I, I think I remember some parts of this story from around a campfire one night. But I think everybody would enjoy it and and to some extent appreciate it. <laughs> well,
3: well, this 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 is probably right up there with the the worst hunts in like during my forty year career. <laughs> uh, um, again, high expectations. We were on a caribou hunt and uh you know hunting up near the north pole and uh, the the manufacturer i went with you know he's on it all over the world and man he he you know got everything you know set up and, right and what happened was, apparently, there was a change with the outfitter and the guides at the last minute. Well, we decided to go ahead and go anyhow. Well, it, we should have just turned around and gone back <laughs> home. The, the first clue was, I mean, it was cold, snowy, you know, uh, freezing temperatures. And <laughs> go down to the boat uh, where we were it had like a two-hour boat ride. And the guys got like a... Oh, maybe a 20-foot boat.
2: And we're going out on open water. Oh, my goodness.
3: Big body of water. That's scary. And I'm going,
2: okay. You
3: know, it made me a little bit uneasy.
2: Absolutely. And,
3: And I'm thinking, hmm. So the first thing the guy tells me is, Hey, put on this life vest
2: and was it orange it's, a,
3: it's not a it's not a flotation or it's a it's a flotation but it's it's a full body flotation
2: oh my goodness it's
3: not a it's not a you know uh, right. vest you pull over your you know shoulders it's a full body blaze orange. <laughs> <laughs> Full body <laughs> device, and I'm going he goes,, eh, you never know, you know he said, you know you got to be careful when you get out and he's you know and, and uh, the boat isn't that big, you know, and it, I'm going, you know he's telling me about all this stuff. we get out, Larry and, and so you know, I wasn't paying much attention. I was throwing my gear in the boat and stuff. the guy, okay, so we start out. And the guy has two, two motors on the back of this boat, and he's got a 50-gallon drum of fuel oh uh, sitting in the back of the boat. And he's got just a line running from the motors, you know, a rubber hose right. from the motors, <laughs> this 50-gallon fuel tank, a 50-gallon drum. Well, okay, you know, <clears throat> Yeah, I know some of this stuff can be pretty crude. You know, when you get up out in the middle of nowhere. Well, we aren't. We aren't ten minutes from the shore from where we took off, and we're getting out. You know, there's <laughs> there's uh, ice floating in the water. Oh my there. goodness! I mean, it's in it's and it's it's whitecap. You know? Oh my goodness! I mean, this stuff is and and the guy i turn around and the guy's smoking a cigarette (laughs) right but i stand by (laughs) of course oh my gosh well he's like believe me he's a a chain smoker i mean he doesn't stop smoking and his ashes (laughs) are flying all over and i'm going Oh, oh my god i right then and there i started telling my, or saying my Hail Marys.
2: Amen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've got this orange, full body life, dude, uh, life vest. Yes, sir. He's a chain smoker, and and I'm going, and there's white caps. There's ice floating in the water, and I'm going, oh, my God. And it's. I keep asking him, how much farther <laughs> we have to go? It's like, well, another hour, you know. <laughs> oh I mean, Larry, this I, I can't remember the the body of water, but you couldn't see the shoreline. I mean, this was, we were out in the middle of this thing. And so, if, you know, something happened. We were, you know, we were gone. I mean, plus obviously sub freezing temperatures. Yes, you're right. And, um, and, you know, get to the camp and it just went downhill. It was, it was uh, the guy. The first day of the caribou hunt, there were a couple of caribou. Before I could even literally put the rifle to my shoulder to shoot this animal, the guide shoots it, shoots the caribou.
2: Oh, my goodness.
3: And I said, what are you doing? And he goes, hey, I just wanted to make sure we got that animal. That's a really nice animal. He goes, hey, I'll sell it to you for like a 100 bucks. (laughs)
2: No. Yeah. No. 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 no, It didn't work that way. What
3: you shoot an animal? I I wanted to shoot. You know. Well, it just went downhill from there. I mean, the guy had an accidental discharge. uh, And finally, it was supposed to be like a five-day hunt. Finally, my buddy and I said, "That's it. Let's get get the hell out of here." And the guy, are you sure? Are you sure you want to, you know, leave camp? I was like, yes. <laughs> Take us back. We get- <laughs> Larry, again, this goes south.
2: Rough. Oh my gosh. So I can I can see back. it happening.
3: The the water's rougher. I mean, there were two boats. My buddy was in the other boat. That the, the 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 water, the seas were so high that you you know the, the swale. You'd go up and down. Right. You'd lose sight of the other boat. That's how how high it
2: was. Oh my now, goodness.
3: Yeah. Then again, <laughs> we're out in the middle. You can't see the shoreline. I don't think I have enough fuel to get back.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm like now what the F? Yes. Did you just say you know, and he's like. I don't think I've got enough fuel to give. I said, well, can you get on your radio? You know, I, I don't have a signal out here. You know, I, I said, well, what are we going to do? I said, we can't. And he's like, there's a small island out here that we can, I think we can get to it, you know, uh, without a problem, you know, without running out of fuel. Without regular, and I'm my like, goodness. oh my God, you know, here's here I am in my blaze. Full body, (laughs) (laughs) so we make it to this. I we barely, I mean, I mean, the guy, the motor was starting to cut out, you know. Oh, my gracious, this island, and it's like, uh, it's maybe, gosh, maybe a hundred yards wide, and you know, 50 yards, you know, uh, long, and 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 I'm going. Okay, now, you know, it's like, now what do we do? And and so here we are, two boats. There were four of us, I guess, four or five of us. And the guy goes, well, he says, I still don't have a signal here. He says, hopefully I'll get a signal, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, we literally, as you see in the, you know, in commercials and stuff, we literally spelled the word help. Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> on the, you know, hoping the plane right go over, so we sleep overnight on this island, luckily we had you know our sleeping bags and stuff. it's freezing cold, no no tents, nothing, you know, this was just because he left the, the camp set up <laughs> next morning, up you know, he gets a signal, and so he's talking to this guy, and it's like you know he's talking talking, and it's like so he turns to us and goes, um, hey." I, they've got a guy who has an otter uh who can fly out here and get us but he said it's gonna cost like forty five hundred dollars and we we're like get him out here. <laughs> get
2: him here now
3: <laughs> you know <what> <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what an otter is absolutely
2: on a dime, yes on a, sir.
3: on a dime you know oh yes because i thought God, can he land the bullet i mean he it was no problem. So, you know, like, it took, I don't know, probably two or three hours to guy, you know, see him overhead, lands on the island. We threw all of our crap in there, you know, leave the boats there, obviously, and get back to camp, and uh, or get back to uh, where we started out.
1: <laughs> and,
3: and I mean, we were just glad to be alive, literally.
2: Oh, my gracious, Jim.
3: But to make matters worse, Larry, this is the capper. So then some heavy fog moves in. The airport we flew into doesn't have radar. So we can't get out for two days. So back at this, we are like staying in like a little dorm or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, a
2: couple of guys catch the flu bug. All of us Oh get, no! get the flu.
3: You know, we're all barfing, you know. And, and, and can't get out. Oh, Finally, my. the fog clears. You know, we get out, get back home, and it's like, oh, my God. What, what a, I mean, there, again, <laughs> just, and I'm not, believe me, I'm not exaggerating on any of this stuff.
2: Right? No, I think like like you're being kind.
3: kind. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, I always say that hunt, that that particular hunt, is probably the one where I was literally fearful of losing my life. I, I I literally was. I mean, I laugh about it now.
2: But yes, but oh
3: my God, if that boat had over overturned, I mean, we were. I mean, we were toast. They would, uh, you know, I'd i still be floating up there. So.
2: Well, did they did they tell you why you were orange as opposed to any other color? <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, no kidding. Like the blaze orange was, the, yeah. The, yeah, they can see you from the air. That's exactly it. right. Yeah. it's like, oh, my God. But I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, 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 oh my I don't goodness. to be dominating the conversation, Larry.
2: Oh, I want you to, my gracious. I'm I, I hoping you would tell that story because I remember you telling parts of it one oh, night. Yeah. I think I it was a good an, story and people just can't believe it. Oh, right? my I, I, goodness. I, uh,
3: but on the other side, like I said, you know, I, I've had some wonderful hunts. I've had some great hunts with you, you know, and down in Texas and gosh, over in Africa, and you know, we've been all over the place together
2: in uh, Missouri and a few other uh, places. Jim, one of the it, stories I want you to tell is uh, you were you took an absolutely fabulous grizzly bear, uh, yes, one of the <laughs> biggest ever taken. Tell tell us about that one. I, that one is of great interest to me because I love hunting those big bear. Jim.
1: Yeah,
3: it it uh, you know it. I, I I was fortunate enough to hunt grizzly twice and got buried both times. And I I you know as a as a youngster growing up, you know you have dreams about hunting Alaska and gosh hunting moose and grizzly.
2: And yes, sir. I,
3: I've always told people. I said, you know, I enjoyed my, my trips to Africa, but hunting Alaska was a childhood dream for me, you know? And so when I had the opportunity to go up to Alaska and hunt grizzly bear with a couple of old friends, I, it, it was just like, I, I just couldn't believe it. I had to pinch myself. You know, I didn't believe it till I was up in camp and Amen. we were ready to go out
1: the first day. And, um, gosh, I. I,
3: uh, you know, both hunts were, were tremendous. I was, with a, a great outfitter. Uh, uh it was a father, son, uh, hunt Alaska is actually their,
2: uh, yes, sir.
3: their name. And they, they're at the time, they were the only father, son master guides in the state of Alaska and great people. Uh, I just, uh, they're still very close friends and, uh, but, uh boy we got in we got into uh, the hunt and oh man it was
1: it I, I, again i could talk for hours larry but the the one hunt
3: where uh the first grizzly uh was uh you know he That old, big old grizzly. You know, I'll say this. The pucker factor on a grizzly hunt (laughs) is pretty high.
2: It can be, yes, Uh, sir. uh,
3: You know, you start (coughs) thinking about that stuff when you get out there. And up to that point, I had never hunted dangerous game and so that was a first for me and that was a different sensation it is it (laughs) is. when you see that first bear and man here he came and the guide said get ready and here he stands up on his two (laughs) hind legs looking right at us you know and he's about he's maybe 150 yards away from us and the guide before we went out eric uh, said hey even these big animals don't underestimate them they can they can cover you know 50 yards in a blink yeah, you know absolutely, and yes, be on top of you and i'm thinking you know so i'm thinking about that in the
2: back mm-hmm. of my head, you know
3: looking <laughs> at this animal because he's about 150 yards away and stands up on his on his hind two legs and i thought oh my god and and uh he he was trying to read the wind and the wind, unfortunately, was uh, in our faces. So, he, or I'm sorry, blowing towards him. Oh you my know, goodness! Yeah, was on our backside. So he definitely winded us. He dropped down and started moving more quickly. And the guides whispering in my ear, he goes, "Take him, take him." So he's running. Let's see. He's moving quickly. Uh, left. Uh, let's see. Yeah, left to right, and put the crosshairs on him. I was shooting a, a new cartridge, new rifle, the 375 Ruger. Yes, sir. Uh, in fact, it was one of the first animals taken with the 375 Ruger. How cool. And um, squeezed the trigger, and I knew I hit him. I knew I had a good, you know, good placement on the shot. But the bear, literally, just when I shot, he just took off uh, and l- lost sight of him he went down an embankment and I'm sitting there going, he goes, <laughs> my I goes, but it doesn't round. It in
1: the <laughs> going,
3: <Yeah>. How? <laughs> I've already done that. <laughs> it's the fastest I've ever cycled the boat, Larry. It's uh, So, I mean, it seemed like minutes or hours, you know, that we lost sight of him. And, you know, the guy's like, Keep your eyes open, man. You know he could pop up anywhere. Right. And, you know I'm thinking. I mean, we're talking about inside. You know, 125 yards. And, and and I'm thinking, and all of a sudden he comes up the embankment and starts running from right to left. And the guy goes, "Put another one in." Him. <laughs> Shot again, and he, he kind of his front shoulders kind of crumpled down. Yes, sir. And he's still moving though, and I could see you know, the blood uh, oozing out on the left side, and he goes, shoot him again, you know. And so I put a third shot in him, and he dropped, dropped down. And uh, so we did all, all of our uh, congratulations and stuff and walked over there. And Larry, it was one of my proudest moments. Uh, he walked. The guy walked up there, and he was looking at the... You know, trying to find the wound channel. Right, right. Uh, and he said, he said, Jim, you shot three times, and he said, all three of those shots are like within within two inches. Oh my
1: goodness! <laughs>
3: <laughs> nice that's like, about being zeroed in and focused on uh, when you pulled the trigger. I mean, I'm not that good of a shot, but I do. I guess it just shows you that when you're when you're really focused on. You know, making a really good shot, and you need to make a really good shot. Uh, you know, uh, things like that happen. But gosh, I, it was, that was one of them, that was certainly one of my hunts of a lifetime. And,
2: oh my uh, and, goodness.
3: Then, and then to your point, I had the opportunity to go again about five years later and took the same rifle. Two Cartridge, Larry, 375 Rooter. Great ground. And and took up a, a Boone and Crockett grizzly. Uh, and again, there's a story behind that. But uh, other than the, 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 the fun part of it is, and it was a great hunt, but the fun part of it was, uh, it was just, we barely had shooting light. And here comes this big old bear along the shore. Mm. And, um, <laughs> I mean, it's so dark. I mean, it's obviously legal. Right, but right. The, the light was fading fast. And, and he goes, Jim, that's a big bear. He says, I think it's a Boone and Crockett bear. I said, Are you sure? <laughs> and he goes, Yes. I mean, now he's been bear hunting for, you know, 30 years and um, guiding hunters. And I put the crosshairs down on this bear. And I can't see the crosshairs. It's so dark. It's so dark. Oh, my you know, goodness. that dark hair. <laughs> yes. You know, I can't. And now, again, this bear is about 125 yards. And he goes, Jim, shoot that bear. And <laughs> I'm going, <laughs> I can't see the co- The crosshairs. And he goes. Shoot shoot that bear. And this thing's he's moving towards us, you know, and and he's and he's starting to quarter just a little bit. Yes, sir. And so what I did, Larry, and you've you've probably done this, but I I took the crosshairs and put it right over the top of him where I could see, you know, a clear picture because there was skyline behind him. I could see the crosshairs, and then I thought and he was moving slow, but he's starting to quarter, and I thought, okay, I'm just gonna drop those crosshairs down to the point where I'm you know, I'm right above his shoulder, front shoulder. And, you know, just basically estimated, okay, this has gotta be it'll it'll bust his shoulder. Right, right. Or or hit his, you know, lungs or you know and squeeze the trigger and that bear just I mean literally collapsed oh right goodness. in its tracks. And I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I mean I was, I was so excited and and the guide goes, Jim, he said, You had to hit that bear's spinal cord. You know, that, that for that yeah, bear you like that. So, right right. He said, I've never seen a bear drop in its tracks like that. Never. And he's the guy that's been guiding for 30 years, you know. He said you had to hit his,
1: uh, or be real close to his spinal cord. Right. Well, we, we walk up there, and,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, it was right below, basically. I mean, the shock from, you know, hitting him. Yes,
3: and it, it, it obviously severed his spinal cord. And, uh,
1: yeah,
2: fantastic. Oh, uh, <clears throat> You
3: know, the, the point there, Larry, is... You know, I was thinking I was lower, you know. Than, than, <laughs> he,
2: and, absolutely,
3: you know, yes. You know, three inches, maybe four inches higher, and I miss him. Yes. And then what?
2: Are you, know, oh, you <laughs> right the shot? you right at 100 yards,
3: 100 yards from us, you know. And yeah. oh my gosh, but it, it was so exciting, Larry. I mean, the, the guy just kept going, I can't believe how big, you
2: know, his melon head, you know, this, this thing is huge. And I said,
3: he goes, Jim, this is a Boone and Crockett bear. And I said, are you sure? I, you know, I'm not a Boone and Crockett. Right. Right. I'm not,
2: I'm not a a a book cutter. No, he goes, Jim, this is Boone and Crockett. I'm telling you right now.
3: Well, long story short, you know, they, they sent a tooth, you know, they take a tooth off um, (laughs) to age them. It came back, Larry, that bear was 30 years old.
2: Oh my goodness.
3: 30 years old and and he had a wound in his gut where another bear he had obviously been he was all scarred up on his nose and snout
1: right uh, right
3: his his, uh, midsection was pierced he obviously got in a fight with another boar and uh, uh, so and and the guide said he said Jim that bear would have never made it through another winter he said no way would that bear uh, survived another winter and um Uh, Anyhow, you you know, I talk about these hunts that went sideways, but good gosh, Larry, you know, you know, I mean, hunts like that, uh, gosh, and I, of course, I... I mortgaged the house to have two full body, <laughs> two full-bodied <laughs> Because <bare, bare mouth. laughs> you know, I thought the first time, the first guy I thought, no, I will never
2: have the opportunity to hunt Grizzly again. No, I'm no, I, I, absolutely right.
3: And, and I take a food <laughs> and crock a beer, so it's like, okay, I got to get this mounted. And, I, and my wife is like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez! But you, you know, how that goes. But, uh, you know, I just, I it's, you know, I, I really, you know, and I, I, I've never forgotten my roots. You know, and absolutely yes, yeah, sir. Sure. And my dad and uncle and and grandpa all hunted and Larry the, the biggest thing they ever had the opportunity to hunt was a white tail deer you know and but they had so much fun in hunting going rabbit hunting oh That's yes kind of oh
2: and my gosh yes. much
3: fun as as shooting a, a, a trophy white tail you know and i've never forgotten that that my uncle and grandpa and dad always talked about. You know, I'd come back from a hunt. No oh, man, they wanted to know all about it. You know, yes and, sir. Uh, You know, give us all the details because they were just they were kind of living vicariously yes. through me. You know, like what's it like, Jim? You know, to go to Alaska. You know, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, it just it, I, I've never forgotten it, and, I, and how how blessed I am to have had the opportunities to hunt and I know I know you feel the same way and I truly uh, do uh gosh I you know to show you how far this goes and how important it is to a family's history the tradition of hunting uh uh my my uh one uncle Harold uh I (laughs) mean
2: I
1: it's
2: uh, sorry about that. No, I understand. Believe me, he he uh, was actually
3: uh, buried with a shooting
2: times cap. Is he really? He's Absolutely yeah. fantastic! Oh my gracious! Yeah, and it uh, just.
3: Uh, those you know those types of things you just don't forget about.
2: No, 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 you don't. No, how absolutely fabulous. You're right. We've, we've been so blessed in so many different ways. Both you and I really came along probably at one of the best times as far as hunting is concerned. We got to hunt many places. We did not have to get on a boat and, and (laughs) go across the ocean on a boat and then on a train, you know, like when we went to Africa or, or even, you know, have to get on a, a train and go somewhere and, and jump off up in the far north to where you could get on horseback and then you'd ride for 10 days to get to the hunting area, <laughs> you know, and we've got the best guns, the best equipment that we've ever had. And I guess in the history of hunting. And so we did, we've come along at, to me, which has been the most fantastic time there is. If there was a golden age of hunting, I think you and I both have lived it.
3: Oh yeah. And it's, it's, uh, you know, as like my dad always said, uh, a day out hunting or fishing is always better than a day in the office <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no matter no matter if, it's a, if you don't get anything or not <laughs> I've, never, I've never forgotten that either
2: no but, sir I'm... Uh, but,
3: you know and you know you have to i know you've done the same thing where you have to pinch yourself and you you know you're get you're getting to hunt with you know industry people and gosh I remember hunting Europe for the first time and I got to hunt. In 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 literally um, uh, the country of Austria and the Alps with the Swarovski family, yes, sir. And you know, I, I, the whole hunt. I'm thinking to myself, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I mean, I, it's like here's old Jim Bequette. <laughs> you know, just, I mean, not, you know. My wildest dreams couldn't have put me in that place and uh, to hunt red stag in the Alps with the
2: Swarovski. Oh, my God. Were you on the Redarsal Reserve? <laughs> I, I was successful, but it, it, it
3: was one of the hardest hunts I've ever been on. And uh, it uh, uh, a funny a funny story real quick was the guide said, hey, make sure you pack an extra set of clothes with you. Uh, before we go out. And I was like, no, okay. okay. And, and ask him why. Well, well, we end up the next morning going out and we literally, climb I don't know how, how many feet up, but we literally went vertical uh, for about three hours in the dark uh, up the mountainside. Oh, my goodness.
2: And so we get up to the
3: top of this one plateau and you can hear the 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 uh, stag roaring. Oh yeah! Oh my God! And just that, you know, <laughs> it Amen. up your spine. But I am I am soaking wet, you know, from climbing. Right. Uh, and he goes. That's what you're changing your clothes <laughs> from.
2: <laughs>
3: so I stripped down, you know, putting yeah, the, right. my hunting clothes on. And, and we you know, we hunted a couple of hours and, and had the opportunity again, it was it was one of the, the best shots I've ever made. These group of stag started turning away from us, they had spotted us and and uh, he was one of those now or never deals. Yeah. And I put it on him and hit shot. It ran off. I, you know, I literally thought I had missed because uh, I didn't see him react. And then he, and this was probably a good two hundred twenty-five yards. Yes, sir. And walked up there, and the guy said, "I think, I think you got him." And I was like, oh, "Man, I don't know." You know, I just, uh, I just, it was so, qu- it happened so quickly, and you know, shooting offhand, and uh, walked up there, and there he was, about a hundred yards from where I shot him. There he was uh piled up and uh what a beautiful animal I know oh, you've done gosh. uh red stag hunts and what a beautiful animal and trophy and uh, uh again every time I look at that mount, I think about how hard a hunt that was and where I was hunting and who I was hunting with and, yes sir gosh I I uh like I said, Larry, I, it's funny I, when I say I could write a book about it. And I, then I think you have. You've written multiple books. Uh, and hope man. to
2: write another one. <laughs> yeah. I,
3: I'll tell you what. The last chapter, of if I get to write a book, is going to be me hunting with you using that Marlin lever action rifle. <laughs> I've to you. I I want to you know I didn't have I, I I think I told you I got COVID on I went up on a spring black right. bear hunt and uh passed on a really nice color phase bear and I thought oh, I'll have other opportunities well a day later I come down with COVID and uh so uh I haven't had a chance to take anything with that rifle uh, that that old Marlin lover action you gave me Larry but that means a lot you know that hunting with that gun and I was thinking about you every time I looked down at it you know that uh knowing what you had done and hunted black bear with it and whatnot and uh so that's uh that's that's yet another episode in my uh or chapter in my life of uh going hunting but uh,
1: I sure I'm
2: gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do that. I uh You need to. Yes, sir. And I will tell you that there's only one person beside me that would ever have owned that gun and that was you. <laughs> I wouldn't have sold that gun or given that gun to anybody else in this world as far as I'm concerned. But, but you were responsible for a lot of that. I know
3: it I know it was hard to let go of and I gosh I can I can never thank you enough no. for that. And I, I really do want to... The good thing about that, that I didn't get anything, is you now I get the opportunity to hunt with you and yes, rifle and have you by my side. Yes, we
2: can, will uh, do that. Absolutely.
3: And, uh, <laughs> but... Uh, uh, uh,
2: Gosh, I, I didn't mean to dominate the conversation, Jim. I, I I appreciate you being with me this morning so much. You and I are going to be together later this fall, and we, <laughs> once we turn this thing off, we'll talk a little bit more about that hunt. But uh, I just want to tell you what an absolute pleasure and honor, and a truly on the honor side, it is to to have spent time with you and around you in hunting camp and on the phone, and and, and and from a professional perspective, and off, but more so from a friendship perspective, and. and and uh, yeah. I can't wait for some more of these adventures. When we get together this fall, we'll we'll pick up on some of these other things that we have not talked about on hunts.
3: Yeah, there you go. And I, 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 I in all sincerity, I, I feel absolutely the same way, Larry. And I always, I always remember when I, you know, my early days in the industry and meeting you, and you were always talking about, you know, being around the campfire and. You know, uh, you know, part of that experience, of course, and we didn't even talk about that, was the the food you get to eat in camp. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I always thought about how, how you always stress that. You know, it wasn't so much like going out hunting, and hunting, but it was always about being around the campfire, uh, having Love something it. to drink and eat, and, you know, before you, you know. Uh, get into your sleeping bag and i always i never lost sight of that you know that that is a big part of the hunt and uh, it's not about pulling the trigger it's about the again the people you're with yes sir the stories that you tell and that stuff that's, that's like that—I'll never forget, Larry. And I got you to thank for
2: that. <laughs> well, you're very kind, and we're going to close this off right now because you and not need to get off camera, kind of thing, and talk about this hunt. And then uh, I look forward to sharing the campfire with you again, come probably November or December. Sounds good, Larry. Thank you, Jim. Thank you all for you- joining us today. Thanks for joining us around the campfire. To leave a comment or suggestion for an upcoming episode, go to Instagram at Larry Wysoon Outdoors. Please join me right here next week for another DSC's Campfires.
1: DSC's Campfires with Larry Wisoon has also been brought to you by The Crown Bar in LaGrange, Texas H3 Whitetail Solutions Remington Texas Wildlife Association TRHP Outdoors